Hi, everyone. Before we start this podcast, I just wanted to let everyone know that as I record this, we are 40 days away from the Fixies, which means we are anxious to get your audio recordings in to uh, edit into our award show, the Fixies. Um, so please email us at getyourfilmfixpodcast at gmail.com. I'll also include a link in the description of the podcast, so it should be very easy. Uh, and just tell us, you know, what you thought about this year. What was your favorite movie? Tell us a few thoughts. What did you hate? What did you love? What did you disagree with us most on? I'm sure this next episode you're about to listen to, you'll have plenty of thoughts. So um, please email us in, get your film fix podcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear you all on the on the show. So thank you so much. And here we go. Joy, why do you look so stupid? Ma'am. You and your pig can't be here. Is it that I can't be here? Or that I'm not allowed <sighs> to be here? Hey, you Okay. Answer See, I can physically be here. But what you meant to say is you're not allowing me to be here. Hands <laughs> <laughs> behind your back. Come on. Well, it's like, women. You're going to make me walk through you? <laughs> yeah, you can't let you do that either. <laughs> you with the cat! See, I don't think you understand the meaning of that word. Hello and welcome to this extremely special edition of the get your film fix podcast guys mm. we are talking about everything everywhere all at once which were relatively recently was nominated for 11 academy awards and is probably the front runner for best picture i would imagine um and we never talked about it when it was initially released back way back in march almost a year ago it'll be a year ago um, by the time we record the, around the time we record the fixies. Um, so everything everywhere, uh, came out in March 25th and wait, really? Slowly, yeah. So that will be one. So the, the fixies are March 24th, right? Were you not listening so to what he just said? I know, but he was saying around the time and it was turns out. I know. He said around the time, and as it turns out, it's going to be almost exactly the time when people hear the Fixies. Anyways, so um, it slowly had a pretty big, relatively big box office success. It's made $106 million worldwide. It'll probably do better. Um, But I, I think this is a pretty unique thing in the sense that this movie was kind of small. It doesn't really have any major American stars besides Michelle Yeoh. And um, it came out <clears throat> directed by two Emerson graduates, as Jeremy and I, unfortunately, uh, are well aware of. and <laughs> That are not you guys. <laughs> that are not us. And, um, you know, almost a year later, it's made a huge splash at the Academy Awards. Now... And and I believe it won the Golden Globe and a bunch of Golden Globes, in fact. Um, so, guys, I'm wondering, um, before we get into our opinions on this film, did you, do you guys think that's significant? Does that say a lot about this movie, that it 
has essentially it sort of had its moment box office wise and then you know went away as movies do and then it's it's become this sort of awards hit does that does that say more about this movie than say a movie like i don't know tar or um some other kind of movie that came out recently that has gotten nominations but um you know is more sort of in the consciousness of the public i i wonder if it says more about the other movies that came out this year than it says about this movie because when it comes to award season like they definitely are trying to i mean you look at the past winners some are legitimate and some not so much but they're definitely trying to figure out where they can find something that's uh not quite just like a powerhouse um top gun maverick avatar big um populist movie but also something that is you know relatively smaller and critically acclaimed but also you can kind of check a few boxes um that the academy is desperate to check uh, you know with their reputation of uh being relatively um white centric so i think i think it's saying more that like nothing since it came out has really hit that sweet spot and it becomes their darling more because of that. And I think that has nothing to do with the merits of the movie, and we'll get into that, but to answer your question. I think two things are interesting. One is it's how, how rare it is that a movie released in March even, like, makes the conversation come award season, never mind leads leads the race in nominations. And, you know, I, for whatever reason, I always remember, like, Gladiator came out in June, and that was always like the earliest a best picture winner ever came out in the year because you know everybody always releases them in October, November, December. Um, and then a little bit to Jeremy's point that you know the Academy voters seem to be at this crossroads because they have to <clears throat> you know balance this line to protect their reputation or restore their reputation, but also they need they need viewers. So they want people watching their show and everything everywhere all at once is a pretty popular movie that, you know, also stars a lot of Asian actors and is uh, one of the direct writer directors is of Asian descent. So I think they like found, like you said, Jeremy, kind of this sweet spot with this movie <clears throat> that helps them in a number of different ways. And again, like like you said, that, the, that really doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the movie. And unfortunately, that's sort of the the world we live in with these award ceremonies. Um, and it's the same kind of conversation that's coming up with the two Leslie controversy and Andrea Riseborough's nomination. And, you know, we're fortunate that we, you know, host the award show that doesn't focus on all that stuff and we focus on the quality of the movies but yeah we're not beholden to anybody but ourselves right and everything everywhere i think just like came came along at like this perfect time in in movie culture where it like it's it's an audience pleaser it's a box office success but it also like does a ton of things that the academy academy voters like i mean it has acting it has editing it has cinematography and music and like all of the stuff that all these voters are taking part in. So it's, it's fitting the perfect mold for the, for the Oscars. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you guys, I, I think if, to answer my own question, I do think that this movie is a crowd pleaser and it is very appealing emotionally to people. And I think that stands the test of time a little bit. Yep. Um, agree. Okay, good. Yeah. Let's, let's move on from that. Um, I mean, I will point out that like, um, you know, Parasite, which felt like a relatively obscure movie for winning to win the, the Oscar in 2019, um, you know, made twice as much money as uh, Everything Everywhere. So maybe I'm a little overstating that fact, although Everything Everywhere made a lot more money domestically, um, or a little bit more. Uh, I, don't, so, I don't know that it's entirely the money thing either, though, because like Coda, just a lot of people saw, and because that, that was an Apple TV product, and well, it was we, a movie we, that a lot of people liked. There's no, there's no way we know that for sure, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and say that. Uh, Timothy Chalamet told me. He did, yeah. In a commercial, he was so impressed that Apple makes a, a, a Academy Award winner. I never, I don't know what you're talking about, but um, <laughs> I, I, you just totally threw Chapin. You did. You said, you did. You said I, Timothy Chalamet, and he about. just gets because yeah. it's a commercial. Chapin. It's a very, very popular commercial right now, yeah. where people are making fun of him for being in it as he watches oh, all I, these Apple products, Apple uh, oh, shows. I, as you know, I don't really watch. TV, so um, okay. He likes to read. Uh, no, I just don't watch commercials. Okay, so, um, all right. Uh, well, what did you guys think of this film? So, so I let, well let's prepared. Let, let I asked. I had a good question to start, <laughs> and then Jeremy threw you with a commercial, and you're like, "What do you think?" Well, I'm also I, I don't like to see myself, and I can't seem to get rid of this video of myself. Um. Anyways, so what did, let me ask you this. When did you guys first watch this movie? Um, I first watched it probably two months, month and a half ago when I was like really, really uh, into fic- uh, getting getting through my, the Fixie nominees and uh, really unemployed. Lee? <laughs> More unemployed than you are now. No, I'm still in that same phase. Yeah. Um, I watched this back in November. Um, for the first time, I watched it again last night. But, um, you know, I missed the the boat when it came out in theaters. I think we all did. Yeah, and all I did uh, was hear good like good word of mouth about it up until the point when I saw it. But right, it wasn't but it, in theaters anymore, and it wasn't streaming. And I had to it, then eventually. I think it's just you had to pay for it, which I I ended up doing. It's on Showtime now. For anybody who has Showtime yeah. subscription, I guess I guess the, the I think what I wanted to <clears throat> point out about that is is at least my exposure to this movie and the excess of it. I mean, I obviously was watching the box office as I always do and saw that that it was doing very well, you know, it, through spring and summer. But I don't think the like real steam for this movie came until um, award season, which is fine. But I mean, it's just it, like it feels a little inorganic that way. Like it's not. Like um, I think another movie proof of the campaigning, like maybe more maybe. powerful than the actual movies. But you know, like I think about a movie like The Matrix, which came out in March, and it was not obviously nominated for best uh, picture, but I think did get a lot of Oscar nominations. And that movie just kind of, you know, just it just stood the you know it was just it was popular throughout. Okay, so let's jump in, guys. Um, What'd you think? Let's actually let me really quickly 
I want to review what this was nominated for for Oscars. Not that we really care that much about the Oscars, but um, uh, something to consider. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress. Oh, it, two of two them. Best Supporting Actors. Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis and Stephanie Su, who plays the daughter, right? Best mm-hmm. Original Screenplay, Best Original Score, Best Original Song. Best costume design, best film editing. Okay. Wait, writing is not in the best original screen. Best original, oh, okay. Yes, best original yeah. screen. Um. So. I mean, for me, that's the star of this movie. The is, screenplay is the screenplay. I mean, it's, and uh, you know, it's in, it's innovative. It's unique. It's trying to at every turn do something different with every scene do something different but also still have an emotional core and an emotional connection um you know something like this where you're dealing with parallel universes that are unending uh you're you're wielding maybe too big of a sword uh as a writer here but they were able to at least uh not ignore, but uh, pare down the enormity of it to not necessarily make sense, but to make sense for the viewer and the experience you're having. I wouldn't try to like overthink it, but I think it was really unique <clears throat> in the way it uh, <clears throat> told a, told the story. And I think that was, for me, the star of this movie. I mean, even... In calling the the screenplay the star of this movie, Jeremy, and this being an audio medium, and maybe I'm projecting, but the sound of your voice makes it feel to me like you are massively underselling this movie. Like it's the screenplay is fantastic, and I don't think it's just like serving the audience in terms of allowing us to follow what's happening. I think it's, I think it's like kind of brilliant how well I, they I, write it and execute the screenplay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I didn't want to jump too far in uh, to what we thought already, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is brilliant. Um, it's, it's funny. Cause I just watched Swiss army man, uh, their last movie. Yeah, I did too. And it kind of weirdly threw me on this one a little bit because I think that has the same, it, creativity and taking a uh, a story and and adding elements and unique aspects to it that really take it to another level but i didn't particularly enjoy that film yeah i didn't I like fa- it either i found you know i found the motivations hard to uh hard to get behind i thought like especially the first half i thought it was super unique and different and like yeah, they're doing the same thing that they did here, but for some reason, it just didn't work as well as it did here. And I think maybe the trepidation in my voice is coming from my recent experience of well, Swiss Army this Man. Is, this is so much more polished. Like, a little bit of the issue I had with Swiss Army Man, like you, I was like really into it in the first you know, third of it, and then it just feels like they didn't quite put all the pieces together. No, the, to... ending, was, the ending was terrible. Like, every... And then... Just, well, but didn't, here, didn't work. there was, like, no stone unturned. Like, they, they, you know, 
no pun intended, like mapped out all of these dimensions and multiverses. And like they use all these like visual tools to help us understand that throughout the movie. And yeah, it's really yeah, effective. For sure. And I just and think I... like this is so well like thought out and deftly constructed. I know, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like it when dealing with something that's infinite, it becomes that much more difficult to sort of narrow it down and narrow your focus. And I think they did a really good job doing that. Yeah, they decided but it's on also like a movie a about of verse multiverses to focus on like, right but in the back of your head you're still there's still a party that's like well this is just one this is just an infinite thing so it does any of it really matter which i think is part of what they're getting at too like there's, well they ask that yeah yeah you know like so um yeah no i and i i think they did it brilliantly and i think the the thing they did that was most impressive was keeping the absurdity or, or I should say, humanizing the absurdity of this story. Well, I think the, I mean, maybe this is the same thing, but like, like this is expert exposition, like incredibly well written dialogue and explanations onto how all this is working, and like, you know, we've seen it done differently in different movies to varying degrees of success where you have like characters asking questions and characters explaining to the other characters, but they're really explaining to the audience. And I just thought this was so well done and so natural and so organic within the in the context of the story that I was able to my first go round like completely understand what was going around going on. And this was not a movie that needed a second viewing. Japen, break Break the tie? Yeah, tie? I, I, mean, I agree guess, with you. I guess we agree. I totally agree with you. I, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think you, you're you making great points. I just, I didn't particularly enjoy this movie. I think oh it's, God. I think it's very well written. It's well directed. The acting is pretty good. I what, just fell, really... what fell short for you? I mean, honestly, like, it's just about, to me, this movie is, is like kung fu. Like, it's just fights, and I thought that was sort of silly. It earned the moments, fights aren't, though. The fights aren't very good. It's well, sort that's of not true. S- no, I don't think the fights are well choreographed or well photographed at all. Um, like, I, I, and I just like I, I just found the entire concept to be pretty silly, in a way that just didn't really appeal to me. And look, like I, I think. It's a it's a somewhat original idea. I mean, like loading your like stealing the skills from your other dimensional being seems a little bit like loading a skill from the Matrix. Okay. <clears throat> um Okay, so what? <laughs> so it's it's not that's not a particularly original idea. But, but I don't think any, I don't think way. that matters. Like I think the way that this movie is constructed is the original piece. Doesn't matter if it's taking it's taking I, ideas from everything. I, like, okay, it fine, references fine, movies. It like it does, but like it, it references else? movies that the same actors are in. Great, fantastic. We love that. We love it when people reference their own shit. Um, it, oh, Chapin, you're so off on this movie. <laughs> I, I, it, I just. 
like I gotta be honest, guys. I think, like, you, just, I think you know it too. I can. I know. I, I I am aware. Look, I I saw. I watched the, the first. My first attempt at watching this movie. I watched it with somebody who told me recently that this might be their favorite film of all time. So I feel badly saying this, but it's. I just it just didn't appeal to me. Like and look, like I I it it kind of got me in the end. The last like twenty minutes of this movie, which I was fucking dying for it to be over, really got me. Um, and I, 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 I think it's a, an expertly edited movie. It really got like, I, I, yeah, I agree with you, Lee. I like got the timeline. I understood things. I wasn't confused at all. And I'm like lost in almost every movie nowadays. <laughs> um, and I, I felt the emotional arc of this movie coming together at the end. I'm like, Oh, it's all about this, the, the this family and stuff. But boy, just the, it was just this endless stupid kung fu and all the shit with the daughter and like the black the 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 black fucking bagel and oh just it was just stupid it and, was and definitely not i mean it was a little long i will agree there was a there was a stretch in like the it's divided into three chapters everything everywhere and all at once the everywhere chapter in the middle did drag a little bit for me um, and a lot, a lot of that is the stuff with the daughter and the bagel. Um, but I thought well, those were the maybe I have the to toughest. Say she was so good in this. The uh, daughter, Stephanie Sue. The daughter. Yes. Yeah, I thought she was so good. <clears throat> did we I, watch I, a diff- Did we watch a different movie? I, guess I thought so. she was good, but I, I, I did. I found her Oscar nomination a little head scratching. But I no, did think I was, she was I good. was surprised and happy about it. <clears throat> Um, I also have to say this movie has some of, if not the funniest moment of the year in it for me. And it's the, it's, I can't even talk about it without laughing. It's the dimension in which Jamie Lee Curtis, um, <laughs> she, well, I guess they both do, but they have the, the sausage fingers, the hot dog hands. Yeah. I don't love that part. I love it. I love the idea that there's a whole dimension out there because of the small thing that happened back in planet of the apes that they, I mean, that we, we evolved to have hot dog fingers. That and... was not planet of the apes. That was 2001, a space odyssey. I mean, but... yes, you're right. God, Jeremy. Embarrassing. That he doesn't know that. Um, I, <laughs> I did. So, that works for, so like the thing is that like all this stuff worked for me like the whole idea of like there's the dimension where like life isn't supported so they're just two rocks and there's this dimension where they have sausage fingers like all that stuff works i wasn't totally on board with the silliness of the sausage fingers or the rakakuni bit like some of the stuff was chapin to your point a little too silly for me but overall like because i bought this like i i bought in it all works as a whole. And that's the most important thing with really any movie, but I think especially here. I mean, the, but the tone of this movie makes it work on both, on, on both yeah, levels. Like yeah. I don't, I don't see how you can dismiss it as too silly. Uh, like the rock idea. I thought, I thought that was I, great I, too. I like, I like the rock stuff. I lot. think that was so funny. Um, guys, guys, but it also like, works emotionally. So I why, don't. Why is Jamie Lee Curtis nominated for this movie? I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't I have any I, idea. She's good, but I don't. She's, she's not, not in it enough, really, either. Chapin, you need to calm down because you're no, wrong this, about this movie, and this I know you're you. frustrated because you, you know that. You're, this is you, whatever you're on the defensive. But yeah, but I'm right about those movies. You're not. So. You, you're not you are not. wrong about this one, and you know you're wrong. You love Babylon, is, and you love this. 
and Babylon was great, and this was also great. And but this I think I think what's, this was a this was a good movie. I think what's frustrating you, Chapin, like you I wanted said, it to you, end horribly. Like you, you just were <laughs> like, can you say it's a good movie when you also say like, oh, and what I was dying for it to end. Yeah, and it's, he's like all this stupid stuff. Like Chapin, no, because like I get look, I get the craftsmanship and I get the story. The story is very unique. It's well told. The acting is is very is 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 good. I like Michelle Yeoh and I like uh Kate. How do we say it, his Kiwi, name? Lee? Kiwi Kwan. Kiwi Kwan. Yeah. Short um, round, whatever you want to call him. I love that James Hong is in this. He doesn't look like he's aged one day since Blade Runner. 40 or since years ago. Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the Chinese uh, restaurant. <laughs> but like, and 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 I like all that. But I, you guys, like, I'm sorry. Just like this, it just like this stuff just did not connect for me. I really tried, and I and I know that I'm like the I I'm like the cynic on here who who like and I was thinking about what's the other A twenty four movie I love more than anybody is Uncut Gems, and that's like such a dark, twisted has it's the opposite of this movie. It's like or the or rather like the it's the it's the inverse of this movie. It's like yeah. exciting and 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 it's like at the at the end when Michelle Yeoh walks out of the laundromat after her daughter, she just shoots her in the head. Yeah. And like, but this is like this, this kind of stuff is just not, I didn't laugh once in this movie. This is not my kind of humor at all. I don't like silly things. I, it, it just, it just, and maybe it's just like, it's just a, like, I, I'm telling you guys, like, I totally recognize the craft here. It's very well told. It's very well written. It's extremely well edited. I even like kind of like the way it's shot sort of, um, I love the, like, uh, the sort of Wan Kar Wai look of the of the when they're when she's sort of the the action star, um, yeah, yeah, back in in Tokyo or whatever. But I don't know. It's just like again, this is like the thing where like the 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 pieces are better than the whole to me. Like when they're brought together, this movie just didn't didn't work for me. I just did. I mean, and look, like like it's good. I'd give it three stars. But that like that's it. What did you guys think of? Uh... How do you say it? Ki- Kiwi? Kiwi Kwan. I Kiwi Kwan. Really? I, I thought it. it took me a while to get over his voice. And I, I it's tough. It, it's it's really tough. For I mean, me. I honestly think like it, it that is probably a, a big reason like he didn't work a lot for, since he was a kid. Like, yeah, no, I thought about but that. Also in as the, which when is he not plays fair, but... the sort of like the alpha dim, not I mean, what's the dimension that Yeah, the, al- the 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 alpha the, Devonair. No, well, no, no. He when plays he, the Alpha Wayne. When he plays the one, the sort of the one that we meet first, like he's playing it up for sure. I think Alpha. Like when, yeah, Alpha when, Wayne. When he's sort of the annoying husband. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that wants a divorce. Right. That part I didn't quite understand. Why? Uh because he played it, like, it up. Because he played it up so much, you don't see that character as the one asking for the divorce. The well, two. I think it's very. I don't think he. Well, he explains he doesn't really want to, but like, their friends, like, filed for it, and then they started to get along. Like, he clearly is like a, kind of a weaker character, and like, doesn't quite know how to approach a situation, and like, approach the fact that he's been like neglected by his fam, by his wife and his family. And he sees this as like a, a potential option. He doesn't really want the divorce, but he thinks if he brings it up, then that'll get them to start talking and then work right. out their issues. Um, I actually thought that worked nicely. And I also thought it was interesting to think about this because there's been some recent 
news about how the Daniels, Dan Kwan and Daniel Shiner, the directors of this movie, who I guess named themselves Daniels, which I guess that makes sense, um, originally wanted Jackie Chan as the lead in the Michelle right. Yeoh role. Right. And then that presumably um, puts a woman in the Kiwi Kwan role as the wife asking for the divorce. And it becomes much more like cliche. Yeah. And I think the inverse here kind of worked nicely. Um, and I've certainly made for a better film. I mean, Michelle Yeoh in that role over Jackie Chan, I think is exponentially better. Um, I mean, the but, fights would have been much better. I had zero issue with the fights. I thought that they were pretty awesome actually. And like, again, the movie's so well cut together that you just like the, what about the fanny pack fight with Kimi Kwan? That was, that's the hated, hated that. What is the matter with you, Chapin? Did you watch like a bootleg version of this movie? No, no, Did you get it? Did you find like a stream on Reddit? (laughs) No, I had to, I I paid full price for it and I'm happy to support a movie like this. You could have just watched it on Showtime. I don't have show time. We have a login on the spreadsheet if you guys pay oh, attention to shit. that. But. Um, look, like... I... I... I think... Look, I, I think you can, like... I think a great example of these two guys, fucking Emerson graduates... Um, this is the real reason Chapin doesn't. He refuses to like it. This is absolutely the real reason. Their, their their talent. Like I was really moved at the end of this movie, but the whole like connection between that resolution and all this dimensional bullshit that was a good two hours of this movie, it just didn't. It didn't connect for me. This like the the, the donut shit. I can't. Or the sorry, the bagel, the bagel. stuff. Like. It just, it just like, it, I found, I, I, I was like, I was. I feel like you're really hung up on the bagel. Well, let me. I, I just think it's silly. It's so well, let me silly. Explain it's like that. You're, you're asking, you're asking us to, to take this multi-dimensional idea seriously, which, which I like. I like the idea of it. Conceptually, I think it's an interesting one. Like we, like this, this idea that there are. Uh, you know, infinite number of dimensions, and like each one is like each one is su- could be subtly different from the other, and like things can change. It's an interesting idea to explore, and I think it's this is the correct tone to your point, Jeremy, to explore it. But then we're in this place where that like I I don't know. It's just like I feel like they 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 turn it on its head once you get to this like final moment and, and where you see this bagel, and it's like. So I want to explain Why? this because even, even you just saying it makes me. But I, w- I want to explain it because Chapin, I don't totally disagree with you on this aspect of the movie. So, as Chapin explained, the premise of the movie is that every decision you make essentially splinters into different paths, into different universes that create entirely different lives, and. Within one of these universes, they figured out a way to tap into those so that you can access skills that you learned because you decided to go left instead of right. What, As it turns out, Michelle Yeoh's daughter, played by Stephanie Sue, in one of these dimensions, ended up fracturing her mind so that she was able to access them all at once. And as a result, that makes her extremely dangerous because she can be everywhere and do everything all at once. 
she doesn't like this life. It's miserable. It's horrible. So she creates this, what is a bagel that essentially can like, she can just go into where nothing matters. No decision fractures into anything and all is nothing. And this is the ultimate conflict of the movie. Michelle Yeoh doesn't want to lose her daughter to this. And I do think, like I said, especially in that second act where we're getting a lot of this explained to us, the movie does drag a little bit. I also think you go from tonally very sharp, even when it's silly, to a little bit too far into the absurdist with the Stephanie Sue character that it didn't work for me as well as the rest of the movie. I'm not nearly as far on that spectrum as Chapin, but there is if there is a flaw here, it's in that direction. And it's in well, that going maybe too far into this world that they created. I think the problem is once you create a world that has this sort of timeline, it's really hard to to pull it back. And I think the whole bagel thing is just really a MacGuffin for the ending. They yeah. needed a reason for uh, the daughter's character to want to not like this. Life. They needed a, right. a reasoning. And yet they, they set her up as being able to do everything. And also she needed to be depressed beyond anything else. So that was sort of a MacGuffin to have that, ending where and I, yeah and i think the, idea the mother that, and daughter relationship could be repaired and i think the reason i don't have a huge issue with it is because i think that idea works fine and I, but i think it's the the wild execution of that that takes up 40 minutes of you know extra time that could have been trimmed a yeah, little. Yeah, I think they they just ran into a problem. At, and here, I was talking about how great the screenplay is, but now that we're going over, I think they just ran into a problem they needed to fix in the screenplay, you know? Right. It's interesting, too, Chapin, that you were so moved by the end of this movie, which it uh, is a moving ending, but it's also like this movie's like kind of cynical and kind of sad, too. Like, it's not this, like, heartwarming ending, really. Like, in the end, Michelle Yoke <laughs> sticks with the flaws that have created some of the problems all along. She just kind of reconciles them a little bit better when she's talking to her daughter. Like, she basically <laughs> doubles down on the fact that her, she believes her daughter's getting fat. <laughs> I mean, like, this is, in many ways, a cynical movie. Or has cynical themes, I think. Well, I think it's de- dependent on how you look at it. Yeah, she's double down, but I, it's uh, to me, I took that sort of as like, in a well, weird she... way, you you went through all this stuff. You could have been anything. You could have seen anything, and she didn't want it, and and she wasn't going to change. Not because she's stubborn or or yeah, cynical. Because she's because happy with her life. She's she, yeah, she realized she's happy with her life. Right, and I think that's nice and heartwarming. Is she though? But like, I mean, how did that happen? <laughs> Well, I think she realizes that her her well, you see it happen in her in her alternate universe as the kung fu actress when she meets Waymond again and realizes the life she could have had with him. He says, "Like I would have, I would have loved to do laundry and taxes with you." And but obviously, obviously, that's not the case because he was talking about getting a divorce. But he didn't really want a divorce. And we well, go over that unha- already. But he, he was unhappy. Yes. But he, he wanted, yeah. 
he was unhappy because he didn't couldn't communicate with his wife and didn't feel like they had the relationship that he wanted. But I think every character has an arc here. I think that's kind of another important piece is that with all of this stuff, the the Daniels don't lose track of the character arcs and the characters changing, which is pivotal. Yeah, this I is kind of that. like... I would uh, agree with that. I don't think this is a cynical movie in the end because it would have won me over if it was. I think it's <laughs> it's like coming, like, you know, loving who you are and who your family is and being okay with that. I agree. And I, 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 I would say this is sort of like a Nolan mind trip movie on acid. Like, I could just, you know, the way Nolan sort of maps out yeah, yeah. Memento and Inception yeah. and all that stuff. and Except without he, his seriousness, like without his... Right, without, yeah. which is kind of nice. I mean, honestly, it's the my least favorite part of Inception. You know, it's just too, yeah. too serious. I mean, they these these guys are like 34, 35 years old or something. Yeah, like, they're yeah, clearly influenced probably. by The Matrix and Nolan and... Like, you can see all their influences in this. And, like, there's also all these movie references that they make in uh, Swiss Army Men, too. They talk a lot about Jurassic Park. And, like, I I don't know. Like, on one hand, like, the movie references thing can be fun but not particularly, like, interesting or innovative. Whereas here, like, you can see their love for movies, like shaping the way that they think about movies and the way that they make movies. And I think yeah. that is, is and really cool. I think when you think you look, especially at their, at the circumstances under which they made this movie, I want to be sure that I get this right. Um, uh, Oh, January, 2020. So it, it took a while. So they shot the film in 38 days, which is amazing. Um, you know, look like one sort of major main location where in the, in the office building, yeah, the IRS building. Yeah. Uh, but also I read that they they had like a five or seven person VFX team, including the two directors, and they just figure out how they figured out how to do all this, which probably makes sense because it looks like they were in post for like two years. <laughs> um but I think the visual effects were, you know, quite good if you when you consider that. Um I did want to read you guys a sort of a cynical uh alternate take, which I don't agree with completely, but just so I have somebody sort of leaning on my side. <laughs> um, Richard Brody from the New Yorker said, uh, the movie was sickly cynical feature length directorial pitch reel for a Marvel movie. <laughs> that is uh, so off. Like this is, <laughs> I get where he's coming Marvel from. Marvel like, wishes it could come up with something this that's creative. That's my feeling. Like they took what Marvel is doing and, like sophisticated it <laughs> yeah made it good because i mean there's nothing i hate more now in the in the marvel universe than the multiverse because all that they're using the multiverse for is to make infinite uh marvel movies to make infinite money there's nothing creative Next week we'll about be discussing it. ant-man quantumania oh god when I watch those previews or whatever, I, I, I every time they start, I think it's a like a, a commercial, a Coca Cola commercial or something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is such a more creative use of that concept. And like when I first heard about this, I that's what turned me off the most after having seen 
some, <laughs> very few, but some of the Marvel ones and just being so tired of the fact that now they have endless opportunity to make some because there's always another universe they can jump into. I would agree with that. I, I, I totally would agree with that. Um... All right. Well, let's go through some categories because we can dig in a little bit more on some things here. Um, yeah. Is there a best acting moment in this movie for you guys? Now, I think we've talked about three performances that we liked all to varying degrees. I think we all really liked Michelle Yeoh. Is that correct? Yep. Yes. Um, I really liked Kiwi Kwan. Jeremy, you liked Stephanie Sue. Um, we're all a little me, surprised at the Jamie Lee Curtis nomination. I don't, I don't think she's bad by any I means. Don't get but that at all. Um, um, to me, it was the moment when uh, the, they are, I think it, uh, there's so many movie ends like 15 times um there are they're in the sort of like uh <laughs> atrium of the building and they're looking at each other and all that like colorful light is kind of going crazy around them and they're both kind of crying to me that was a really powerful moment yeah um i'm having trouble with one that sticks out i mean i do um i i was impressed with uh, Stephanie Hugh, that I say it, Sue. um, Sue. Sue, uh, and the, her playing the different versions of herself because she doesn't like, and this isn't really an insult, but just like looking at her, she doesn't have a very like unique look. She looks like, and I think that's the whole point, is she's like an everybody, yeah, and she has she's required to play a lot of different type of characters. And I think she pulls it all off and emotionally. And I think that's why I was surprised. I mean, I kind of fell into the trap of looking at her and being like, well, you know, I'm, this is interesting casting, but it really, to me works for that very reason. And I think that's probably why she was cast for me. It was, I mean, I, again, I think Kiwi Kwan was so good in this and his, some of his monologues, were so heartfelt. I mean, I think something I liked so much about him in this was just how genuine his character is. And I get how it didn't happen for me, but I get how his voice could throw you. But I think it oddly works in his favor in this movie, kind of the same way it's worked in like the movies he was famous for when he was a kid that like, it just gives him like this unique presence that stands out. And I think, it works really a, a nicely. Sort of just like short round presence. A short round presence, um, you know, Goonie esque type of character that that is here. But again, I just think like him him confessing that he would have loved to just do laundry and taxes with her. Like those moments worked so well for me. They felt so genuine. They felt so heartfelt. Um, and yeah, he. I thought he was just so so good in this movie. Um, is there a worst acting moment? Nobody's really bad in this, is it? Are they? Like, I um, I felt I, uncomfortable when Jamie Lee Curtis was like the the like monster type like brooding thing. Yeah. I just didn't work for me. I I did not buy her her sort of like the Alf like the sort of her her like original character. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't buy that like that she was that mean and um. I like her at the end though when she gives the vape. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I did laugh at that. Uh, How do right. you guys feel about the the 
the Auditor of the Year awards being used to uh, trigger um, a, a, a jump to a, a verse jump. So essentially what has to happen is you have to do something very strange and unique so that you're able to jump to another verse. So, you know, at one point they put shoes on different feet or they eat chapstick or whatever. And in one particular case, the a, a character fighting against Michelle Yeoh has to jump on top of this um, oval-shaped, somewhat pointy-topped award that Jamie Lee Curtis butt plucks, I mean, having they, won. They look like butt plucks. Yeah, it's a butt yeah. yeah. I was trying to... Yeah, okay. I was trying to... I, uh, uh, yeah. How do you guys feel about that? You enjoy watching that? I, I didn't like any any. I didn't like that concept at all. Um, Why though, Chapin? I don't understand. Like, that's clever. Like, it's a it's a. This is another way to storytelling goofy, goofy shit. Like, you got you got that guy with no pants on, so he, he can jump on a a butt plug, and then they they blur out his penis. That's hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. What a what a dumb gimmick. Why is that a dumb gimmick? What forget but like. The, like the whole idea of like having to do something unique. Like when you see him eat the chapstick, you don't know what it is because until you learn. Like, yes, I I, I I like the concept, but I just think it's just it's just the way they execute it just makes it's it's like, oh, it's just so random. It's so fun. It's just it doesn't it's it's it doesn't feel. It just feels like an opportunity for them to just do more weird shit, weird silly things. And, but it, and, I mean, if that works yeah. in the context of the movie, then that's okay. I don't think it does. I, I do. I, to me, I do those feel are the like moments the... I just hated the most. Like, oh, this guy's jumping on a butt plug. How uncomfortable! I do, I do feel like that didn't quite work for me right. because at least everything else seems somewhat. I don't want to use the word realistic, but you can not, eat. You can eat chapstick. And I'm not you can defending push the shoes on different scene. feet. You, but, love, you both butt clubs. Remember, you have broken and you're off in your ass. A anything with butt ago. plugs. I just see. I like anything it when it's represented. Plugs, you love yes, in movies. Need, like yeah. we need more representation in mainstream movies. I'm just what the only thing that bugged me about it was you're net like you. You're never going to be able to jump straight onto a butt plug and get it up there doesn't work doesn't work you need to the like, rest of this slowly... movie is so realistic yeah. but that's, that that <laughs> that's what lost me honestly why it might not win best fixie for screen Jer guys like... jeremy actually thought all this was real until that and he's like oh this is not based on a true story i know you guys are like the type of film critics who are like you know you don't like it doesn't matter to you that you you have to buy into the concept like oh it's all just filmmaking but but you do it matters have to buy into the concept. It, it matters and you but the, the sillier you make something, the harder that becomes. The more it feels like this is just a, a, a something we're doing so we can have fun images and you know make silly jokes instead of actually it being a crucial part of the storytelling. But if you're the, able the more... to execute that within the tone of your movie, then that then it works. You can be as silly as you want. I guess, but but those, I mean, like take a straight comedy. All right, take like a movie like Forty Year Old Virgin. Okay. They can they can just like run scenes in that movie as poorly as it's aged. They can have a scene, like a ongoing scene where Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen just go back and forth saying, "You know how I know you're gay? You know how I know you're gay?" Like it has nothing to do with the movie except for the fact that these guys are just hanging out just like I the think, rest of the movie. And it, I mean, we're not reviewing 40-year-old virgin. I think that scene shows the sort of sexual immaturity of those two characters and the sort of sexual immaturity of men in general, which I think this that movie is a, a lot about. I think the concept of having to do something crazy to to jump 
is a nice one in theory, but then it's, but to me, the way it's executed is used to just do silly shit, like eat chapstick and jump on butt plugs and like, right. Oh, that's so funny. We're blurring. This is an R-rated movie. We can but see my a guy's penis. Is like, Why do we have to blur that, out his what, penis? Chapin's mad because he didn't see his penis. No, but like, that was but, the like, party but, was like but like, if they just showed I did think penis. it was weird that they blurred it. I didn't quite understand that, but my whole point is that like, 40 year old virgin like some of these scenes are just created so that these actors can improv like how is that any different but I just I just explained to you why it's I know why you didn't listen it's about conceptually those guys are just saying how they're showing conceptually this movie needs something wild to happen for you to jump verses so the concept why because that's how it's written but why is that important to the story I mean we're talking about jumping multiverses like they can make up whatever they want and decide yeah, they can. That that's the and what, important what do they decide to use it for? They decide to use it so they can do. But they isn't can make these more, silly moments? That's all right, they're doing, right? But isn't that it's more just, unique than saying like they have a wristwatch and they push a button to ju- jump ver- verses? I guess, like, but you could have done that and cut twenty minutes out of this movie, and oh, I would have been happy. But that wouldn't made wouldn't have made sense for the rest of the movie. I like, like they, I, I like the fi- the I like the the the, uh, the paper cutting thing. That's that was good. Um, and, and it provided tension, but, it, but by the time they got to the point where this guy's jumping on the butt plug, <laughs> but that all happened in like the, we're focusing on that scene, but like getting so mad about all of that happened plug. in like the context of a bigger action sequence. It's not like it was, it's not like we were waiting think, to see if look, he'd get the butt plug in. Like it was, I guess the my, point my, of that. Initial, my, my <laughs> problem is like that. I, I like it and I think it. Overall, and I'm when sure the that, butt plugs are in, I'm, I'm sure just there are show over, the penis. I'm sure we can come to you guys well, can provide come. an example where it doesn't. Too. Oh my, fuck you guys! <laughs> this is the butt I'm canceling my trip to New Orleans. <laughs> this is the oh, butt sure plug controversy. Look, listen of to me, listen to me. I think it's important, and I like it when when you buy into a concept in a movie, and you also like believe in this world as a viewer, you believe in it. And I think it's very challenging. And I don't think that these guys pull it off to do that and have this, like this silly tone throughout the entire movie. I'll give, give you an example, the rules of the universe. Like I love that rock world where they were talking to each other. That's so funny. And it was, it was funny. And it was like, but, but to be honest, it didn't connect back to what you were talking about. Lee, we're not talking about like, a sort of sliding doors moment that's not going to make somebody a rock this is just another dimension fine and these being exist in another dimension fine that's a great concept doesn't have to be a sliding doors moment second they're just rocks in an environment that can't support human but then at the end of the movie they can move they're able to move why what this is the whole point of that world was that they were rocks but now they can move but they could talk to each other before I mean I guess Chapin like should we? Should, like, oh, when we're, when every, we're, everything's on the table. Everything's on the table. Okay, so when no we're done with this, this let's dig into the let's dig into Inception. When we're done with this conversation, well, th- no, this right? is this is exactly what I was saying at the beginning when we, when I was talking about the screenplay being the star. Is that there is an inherent difficulty and problem with something like this that anything ma- anything can because happen. it's not real. <laughs> no, but what I'm what I'm saying and what I think they did a good job is not <laughs> what maybe they didn't is not getting you hung up on the anything that can happen aspect of it because you in the back of your mind you certainly can ask all these questions we're asking now and it will 
ultimately take down the movie. But it w- they did a good job of making it that part of it not important I agree, and directing 100%. you back to the important parts of the story that you need to pay but, attention to, like the butt plug. Yes, but they want you. They want you to your point, Lee. They want you to believe it's real. They want you to believe that this is happening in the movie. It's that not what like, is happening. It's not a dream. It's not in someone's head. It's it's. They want you to believe this is happening to these characters, and they ask you to do that. But then they they decide to make their own rules and decide to you know to sort of break their own rules and you know like insert these silly over-the-top moments which make it hard for me to buy into this world i mean that's fair i I mean like and i think in this movie that's important it's important to believe what's happening i mean not like it's like to me i was like is this it's 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 verging on like in some parts it's the matrix and then at the end it feels like scott pilgrim versus the world where like we're just doing this for the sort of hipster wink wink here you're right that it's important if you if you don't buy into the world the movie fails for you and like look there's i i think that's can that's the case with a lot of movies i mean that was you know a similar situation we ran into with babylon and you guys not caring as much about the character's arcs as i did um so we can't argue that point but for me i'm with jeremy where <clears throat> the the nitpicks are are, or the movie is set up in a way that the nitpicks don't bring it down. And that's fine because there's hundreds of great movies where that's the case. So if you want to make the argument about the rocks moving when they shouldn't be able to, or all these universes are supposed to be based on sliding doors moments and that doesn't make sense, that's fine. But like that didn't make it a lesser movie to me. Maybe it makes it a slightly lesser screenplay, but it's, you know, still i think really well written for is a number this, of other reasons right, right now guys and i know we don't want to reveal too much is this movie in your top five fixie list i'm not i don't gonna answer that i don't know to be honest but it is it's definitely in my fixie consideration for a number of different categories um jeremy locations in this so i don't know if they built that IRS Mostly building. shot in Simi I Valley. I, I doubt they built it. So I they just it. took that I building over found, or it was abandoned or something? I bet yeah. it, it looked like an abandoned building that they threw some stuff in. It was a good find by that location scout. Yeah. Um, we know what Chapin's grumpy about. Yeah. Anything Anything else you want to add? Uh, dildo or butt plug related? <laughs> uh, well, Jeremy and I are in the middle. I think... I think I am almost at 24. I am an hour away from being halfway done with a two-day fast. So I actually um, so got an email probably, about... I mean, one thing that's from, frustrating me is being constantly interrupted. Yeah, well, we got an email about how our listeners are really interested in hearing about how you guys are not eating. That's like been that's considered really good podcasting. Do we get an email? No. I, mean, oh, I thought we got an yeah, email. From, from Lee. I was saying, why does anybody care what hour you're at in your fast? You asked me what I'm annoyed by. 
And th- so that just brings up a whole other question about why you guys do this, because all you ever do is grumpy and annoyed that you're fasting and having Good to go for on you. fasting runs and stuff. Yeah, Good jury's out on that. But... Fasting runs, like poops? That's what you did today. I, you said you were complaining I, about I, I your 26 say, degree I, fasting. I will say run. I'm a little... I'm oh, a run. Little... I thought you meant like runs, like your your diarrhea runs. Oh, yeah. We can I get be grumpy too. about that. Yeah. I'm a little concerned about us having a nice dinner, which I'm researching right now, after the fixies, given how contentious the last six <laughs> pods have been. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Are we doing the big dinner the day of the fixies? Yes. I mean, we have other days. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we got to do that, right? All right. Well, I'm just yeah. wondering if we want a cool down period. We all go <laughs> off on our own. Well, and... we did. We do have some time in between where we, yeah. you know, had a... <laughs> Have a cool down. <laughs> well, well, hopefully we have a place with a pool so we all go for a nice swim and um, we'll all cool down together. Yeah. Anything else you guys have watched this week? Well, yeah. I mean, I told you guys I watched Athena and fucking loved it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Do we want to talk I mean, about that real quickly? Just an amazing. I, I, I don't know. Just like this. Like, like you loved it beyond the like. The, the I don't know. Amazing... I'm not going to. Uh, in the same way, you guys aren't going to talk about what. Oh, what's my top five? I, I'm not going to talk too much about that movie. But like, um, okay, but I'm with you. I, I thought. I mean, it, it has be a an it, explosive opening ten minutes. Oh, yeah, it, uh, but like... that's the thing. It's like I. So I went into that movie knowing because Jeremy had said something. I was like, oh, okay, this is movie's just going to open with a really cool oneer. Um, but it keeps I mean, going. That, it's that... like that. That concept goes through the whole movie. So that was okay, and I don't. I, I hesitate to call this a problem, but like maybe a critique I had with like, was it a little bit too much of a good thing? Like you open with this, just like to say it's a really cool oneer is like the undersell of the year. Like, which to be was honest, like I don't incredible. think that's even the most in, uh, most impressive shot. I think there are much more impressive shots to come. Which I thought really. Was, I mean, yeah. if you want to talk location corner, I don't know how the fuck they pulled this off. I mean, they had to have taken over a giant apartment complex and lit shit on fire yeah, and project. like, like I mean, I don't know how they did it. How they was it abandoned? I I guess there's a behind the scenes that I need to watch. That they do talk to the location guys in it too. Do they? Okay, so yeah. I do want I do want to see that because that is that's impressive as hell. I mean that handoff out of the van that they show in the behind the scenes was just. But that's incredible. been that's been done before. Um, sure, but it doesn't make it but, any less impressive. Like, no, no, I know, but I think I think this movie does some insane things um, moving forward. But it's not afraid to cut, you know, like like. Fuck it. I mean, I mean that like uh, it's too bad Sam Mendes couldn't watch this movie before he made that awful 1917, but um, which I own on 4K. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this did it so th- this did that concept so much better. Um, but uh, yeah, I I and I thought the acting was fantastic. Um, I think we all had a problem with the ending. Um, mm-hmm. and but. Uh, the the I I watched the behind the scenes and and this movie is available. Uh, Athena is available on Netflix and anybody can watch it. It's a it's a short watch, ninety minutes or so. It's um, a behind the scenes on YouTube. No, it's on no, Netflix it's on, too. on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it's the director kept talking about like wanting to make a Greek tragedy and and once I had that sort of lens, you know, all the haunting music that goes on throughout this movie is. Um, I mean, I can I can get why why get 
sort of get to the point where you would understand where one could say that it's a it's a little bit overwrought but i never got there until i think the end when it was like okay um but it was it was also tough like i don't i didn't like the end but like how do you end this movie without it just being like a predictable ending also so like they try to pivot a little bit and like zag on your traditional story like this um also just noting so this was directed by romaine garvis um one of the writers and producers of it is and i don't know how to say his name but Ladej lee um who's another french uh writer director and he did directed a movie last year called les miserables <clears throat> which just nearly missed a couple categories on my fixie list um and it's another like high intensity in this case kind of a police procedural um that you guys would really like when you know it's on prime so once you we get through fixie season i think it's worth watching for you guys but kind of the same among uh some of the same filmmaking team as athena cool um and speaking of sam mendez empire of light his new movie is on hbo max i i'm about two-thirds of the way through that (laughs) but it's beautiful it's been tough it's so Roger Deakins got nominated for an Oscar for that. As, aside from his name being Roger Deakins, I'm not sure why. It does look good, but it's not. It's no Athena. Well, definitely not. And it's also like, it's also just not a, I mean the move. So I, I've heard that this movie is awful and it is not awful. It's just not great. It's fine so far. Um, Who said it was awful? I just kind of looked, just sound, sounded like just average. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the reviews it's getting. Sean Fennessy said it was terrible the other day, but he kind of mentioned, said that in jest, um, I think, just because he's... He, he, Chapin, he's very... I mean, probably like the three of us where, like, this time of year, because of the Oscar nominations and the things that win and the things that are getting, um, you know, attention, he's just sort of in, like, a, a steady state of frustration <laughs> where he's just kind of always, yeah, like, sort of angry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... That, I think, is a little bit where that was coming from. But it's fine. I mean, I'm not going to tell you guys not to watch it because it's easy. It's on HBO Max. Olivia Coleman's in it. We love her. Um, but it's certainly not a high priority, at least not so far, unless it wows me in the end. <clears throat> Anything else you Jeremy? caught up with, Jeremy? Um, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I've been... Um, well prepared. Yeah, too many movies. There've been too many movies lately. Uh, but actually, I don't think I have uh, seen anything since uh, since last time. So, yeah. All right. Nailing well, forty five days to go. Woo! Which I'm is so exciting, excited, guys. I've been getting real excited. So I am too, but it's 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 combined with this like intense stress that's building about getting my list right because like I really don't this year more than any like I don't have like any sure things like I don't there's nothing I'm like fully confident like this is my pick at least not yet you know what I was what I what maybe we can have a sort of a sub segment in the next 45 days of throat slicing moments um Jeremy I asked Lee I'm in I'll do it right now um what he would do what he would do if you, if um, oh, yeah. Austin Butler were to win your fixie for best actor, yeah, said slice your throat. Okay, I think I think I would get the knives out if uh, everything everywhere. I'd get the um, knives out if Glass Onion gets nominated for anything. 
See what I did there? I, I don't think you have to worry too much about that, but um, uh, I don't know. I think everything everywhere. I mean, if it win, if it if it's at the top of your guys's, I mean, I will do everything I can to stop that from happening. But if it's at the top, number one, I'll drown you guys in the pool. I think. So if we have, what if we don't have one? We're having a pool. I did. Oh, I saw Emily the criminal. I have to. I literally had to look. We talked about list. that last week. Yeah. Oh, we did. Um, Fuck it. But Chapin, mm. this is the thing: is that like I, I don't feel like this is like a coda situation where like it's not. It's it's definitely not. But I don't but, think you'll be that mad at us for if ranking it's on this your guys' list. I totally get it. It, it it's but it, it just I just want to let you guys know. I just it needs to be in the it needs to be in the bottom five. Oh, I want to let you know that there are stretches of this movie, sometimes perhaps even long stretches, where it is the best movie of the year. That's an insane thing to say. It's not. Oh, I and can't uh, wait for the fixies. It's gonna be great. I, 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 w- I w- I'll, I'll just tell you this: I wouldn't trade that Warner and Tar for any scene in this movie. Hmm. It's gonna be interesting when Tar comes back up on the fixies, which yeah. I imagine it will. So, Chapin, um, where Chapin, where are you with your like? I know where Lee is. He's already probably has his list and everything. I no, like to, no, I like no. to wait. Maybe I like we, to wait till should... I see most of I, the movies and then really dive into it. I just yeah, have I, things written down. I have no rankings. I haven't. Um, I have not assembled things. Begun to assemble things out. I'm excited to start doing that. Me but too. Like, I think of, I might start. Part of me likes to do it kind of at the last minute. That way, I'm like forced to make decisions. Um, yeah, you don't start second guessing yourself. Yeah, and I do have a long plane ride this time, so. Well, you can't do it on the plane. <laughs> oh, right. That's right. <laughs> it's the Palmer and Associates, um, who I'd been emailing with. And as it turns out, so they're on board, obviously, to take care of everything. But what, from what I understand, based on the last email CEO. I got from them, Brantley Palmer, CEO, CEO, is actually going to be in New Orleans to make sure that everything goes smoothly. That's a, that's incredible. That's why like we the, pay like, these guys. With, with the bulletproof uh, briefcase, right? Yeah. Yes. Now, as it turns out, he's going to be getting there a couple days after the fixies. We're going to have to work out the logistics on that. But (laughs) (laughs) but he will be in New Orleans, I think, to just make sure everything went smoothly. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's just there to party. He's going to he's going to drink with us. He's going to crack some heads of if employees fuck up the delivery. Yeah, yeah, because because he'll know who won at that point because he has to. He's going to be the only one. Yeah, I wonder how he works that out. Like he must have like a right hand man or something that. No, 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 work. no. There's hu- hundreds of people. As far as I know, as, but do as they as all, I know, they... hundreds of people work on the fixies. But they can't all know the winners. That's risky. Well, that's how. That's why it requires so many people. Is that you have to have like double blind um, counting. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that's exciting. Um. But yeah. So Jeremy, I, I, Jeremy, I know so, you guys. So think hold I on, have... hold on. Yeah, Lee, hold on a second. Jeremy, what is? Do you have a throat slicing moment? So my so Lee's is if if Austin Butler's it, so Lee what if he's what if he's in the top what if he's nominated by Jeremy? Well, the thing is, like I already know that's going to happen, so I could just slice right. Jeremy's throat now and prevent it. But right, but then we wouldn't have fun on Bourbon Street. I, I don't know. I what, Jeremy, what, Jeremy loves what, these right, types of this? performances. So how, like, how about it, this? Like where Christian Bale was his number one for Vice. Yeah, that's true. Like if it's top. <laughs> Two, do I get a slice throw, or it has to be the winner, or like where, where does it have to be? I think it just it will be like um, I think one way or another. Like if it's on your list, like the knife is going to your throat. 
And I think like how deep or how long the slice is depends on how high it is. You're like you're gonna hold it to a story. You might as well. Yeah, hold so it like the at number five, I hold it there. So like and then if it's at number five, it gets a little poke. Okay, if well, it's at number I, four, uh, it slides yeah, a little okay. more. That's cool. That'll hurt. Yeah, Jeremy. Throw so, out. do you have any throat slices? Yeah, because you're not I've... quite as passionate about this stuff as Leah. Well, no, well, I, think I, he's a... I just don't think he gets as mad. <laughs> That's murderous. I was, I was trying to sort of, you know, make make us sound a little better, Lee. Um, so there's a couple. If Lee nominates uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth for anything. I actively dislike that movie. I did really like that movie. So I if that I gets, I don't even know what that is. So basically, Lee and I'll have knives up to each other's throats <laughs> for most of the fixies, and then if any of you nominate the menu for anything, oh, it's a also, quick. There's, there's that, a, that won't be on any line. There's there's is on there's something from the menu on my long list. Oh, and no. then I know you guys won't do it, but so I don't really have to say it. But blonde, blonde, if blonde gets nominated for anything, uh, Lee was a little too quiet there. Best blowjob, right? <laughs> well, what, best blow. It's got to win best blowjob. <laughs> Is that not, we're not doing that category this year? <laughs> I love. No, we're changing I, the best butt plug moment. See, I yeah. It's, every year you have to do something different. Right. I love. I love talking about this because, like, when somebody mentions a movie and the other person just gets quiet, it just builds this, like, intense anticipation. <laughs> like, what is going to... It was Coda. It was 100% Coda last year. Just Chapin uh, waiting on coal, hot coals I'd for for right someone now. to mention Coda. Uh, what's, what I think is funny is... Uh, oh, I just thought, What was the movie you just mentioned? Blonde? Yeah. That there was that year I forget what it was when like three or four of the like big fixie movies all had hand jobs in it just sort of randomly. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was <laughs> the year that um the destroyer Nicole Kidman and the destroyer, destroyer. um yeah. the favorite had one. Yep. Um, that's what I call hand jobs nowadays. The favorite, the, des- the destroyer. <laughs> oh, the destroyer. <laughs> Either one of those works. <laughs> well, it depends how good it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Get us okay, out of well, here, thank Chapin. you so much for listening to this contentious, beautiful edition of the Get Your Film Fixed podcast. Maybe we should do every podcast facet because I'm just like, I feel like I'm on my game. I'm angry. Um, makes for a fun one. But uh, guys, we are 45 days away from the Fixies. We're getting our things that I'm feeling really good about this season. I hope to go in this to this one as prepared as I've ever been. Um, and I know you guys feel the same way, Lee. You're no, you're, there's no question that you will be um, getting excited for the trip. And I don't know. I'm excited. So thank you guys so much for listening. Please send us your voicemails. Um, I, 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 as I, or just as I, emails. Maybe people don't want to hear their voices. That's we fine. Can... Email. Yeah. I, I recently um, received a dissertation on one of our um, podcasts uh, about All Quiet on the Western Front. So uh, if you would like to send us your th- Musings and thoughts about one of our podcasts, or I mean, we'd love to include. Well, well, Lee, we need to we need the voicemails. Unfortunately, emails don't really translate well in a in an auditory medium. But we can. Oh, so, you can read them. We can't. We're not going to hold them up to the microphone. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> what do you guys think of this one? <laughs> so, thank you guys so much for listening. We really hope that you'll send us an email at getyourfilmfixpodcast at gmail Nailed it. Um, Put in a cheering sound effect every time we get the email. So right. thank you so much. We'll, we really look forward to appreciating them. I know we've already gotten a ton so far, but we we just want more and more. More of a good thing. 
So thank you guys so much for listening and have a really pleasant um, weekend. <laughs> it's from the guy who's been angry yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Javen's hedging on when he's going to release this. <laughs> have a pleasant third week of February. <laughs> the only thing I do know is that we have to be kind. Please, be kind. Especially when we don't know what's going on. I understand that I'm not a fool. I'm not a fool. It's just that we're different from our choosing methods.